This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 29. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, welcome. It's Andrea here. I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic. I highlighted such a great book on the weekend. Okay, I must admit, I've been bothering my boyfriend a little bit because I've been saying, you know, are you in the red zone? Are you in the green zone? (laughs) You'll know exactly what I'm talking about in a bit. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time here, this is where we highlight books in 15 minutes or less. Although today, I'm not going to lie, it is an amazing book with so much valuable, actionable nuggets that I want to share with you. So today might take a little bit longer, but I suck out all the wonderful nuggets that I feel like you can definitely apply to your life almost instantaneously. I always recommend though, if something sparks your interest to go and purchase the book and actually support the author because they put so much attention and research and effort into these books. And it's wonderful to support the author. So today's just for the purpose of highlighting the book to spark your interest, to kind of give you a summary of what the book is all about. So today, oh my gosh, you are going to love it. It is hardwiring happiness. So this is all about the new brain science of contentment, calm, and confidence. It's by Rick Hansen, Dr. Rick Hansen, PhD. He really, really helps us to relook at things and allows us to actually hardwire happiness into our brain. And um, by the end of this, you'll notice that there's so many wonderful, actionable chunks of information that you can apply instantaneously. So let's jump right into this book. If it's your first time here, welcome, welcome. I thank you so much for joining us. And we are going to jump right into this book because there's so much information. Okay. So Dr. Rick Hansen is an acclaimed neuroscientist, um, neuropsychologist rather, and an international best-selling author. And he shows us exactly how we can override our brain's natural programming. So we can literally override our brains. This is amazing. So he talks all about why it's easier for us to ruminate over hurt feelings um, and that we're not as likely to bask in the warmth of feeling loved. (laughs) Our brains are actually wired in such a way that it allows us to be safe and we're primed to learn quickly from bad experiences. So you can see that we are wired to notice bad situations and bad events in order to keep us safe. So this book is all about Um, rewiring this uh, happiness. So hardwiring happiness is a simple method that he talks about within this book and allows us to use the power of everyday experiences in order to build our new neural structures that attract happiness, love, confidence, and peace. Okay. Doesn't that sound amazing? 
All right. So why is it easier to ruminate over hurt feelings than it is to bask in the warmth of feeling loved? I don't know what that is. Like it just, you know that that happens, doesn't it? Right? So when, after this, after this book and after um, this highlight, you're going to really realize that it's a a natural inborn um, negativity bias that our brain is wired to do. So however, within his book, it's amazing that our brains are wired in such a way that when we evolved and that we're primed to learn quickly from bad experiences, but um, not too many, but we don't notice as many good experiences. So the power of this book is huge. So it's going to help us rewire our brain. So we're hardwiring happiness and we can feel better. So the first part of his book, the first chunk is all about why is it important to um, understand or why is it important to hardwire our brain for happiness? And the idea is, is that um, our brain um, is wired to build upon strengths over periods of time. So strengths help us cope. It's like, um, it's hardwiring things like how we deal with stress and pain, and we can grow from these inner strengths through positive experiences. This is hardwiring. So we grow from positive experiences and we get stronger and we're able to observe our mind and we're able to notice um, the positive strengths so growing the good. So um, he t- referred to it, and I kind of liked his analogy about um, flowers. Like in a garden, um, we can watch the garden and spectate it, but we can also pull the weeds and take out kind of the negative, decrease what is negative, take out those weeds, and you can also plant more flowers. So we do have power over our mind, uh, even if we have a tendency to be more hardwired to notice um, the negative. Okay. So he also talked about how we have lasting neural structures from repeated mental activities. So the, um, in science, they, in his book, he referred to it as experience dependent neuroplasticity. So that's experience dependent neuroplasticity. That means our, our experiences formed our neurological pathways to allow us, you know, to learn from our experience. So that means just that fact means that we can change our brains. So over time, our strengths and all the things that we're experiencing, um, they, they build on top and they kind of hardwire our experience and they kind of hardwire how we, um, how we handle our environment. So um, just this fact is that it's all about the, we have the power to increase um, the good and to decrease how much we're noticing the negative. So the tips that he had in his book for this section was the best way to develop greater happiness and inner strength is to experience them or to have experiences of them and build upon those experiences and uh, taking in the good and activating more positive experiences. So he called that growing good. Uh, The next um, section, he talked about how our brains actually work and he went into the science of it. And he called it the Velcro for the bad. <laughs> I love the way he said. So basically, the bad kind of sticks to us like Velcro. Um, so our experience, whether that be happiness or suffering, are produced by the underlying structures and processes of the brain. So our nervous system has been evolving for six million years and um, changing and evolving. And um, but what happens is, is mostly our brain is um, our 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 
reptilian, our early brain was designed to have focus of survival and uh, to protect us. And it's still active in our brains today. So, so we have what's called the negativity bias. I kind of touched on it in the very beginning. And this is where we're aware of dangers, losses, or conflict. So we actually are wired. So it's a bias. We have a negativity bias. We are wired to notice and look for the bad news. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So, but it's meant to keep us safe. So this negative negativity bias um, is meant to keep us safe. And our brains have been evolving over millions of years. And this is the survival focus in our brain, but it's still active today where we don't need it quite as much as we used to, but just knowing that we have this negativity bias and it's like a Velcro for bad news or Velcro for bad events. All right. So um, we routinely overestimate threats and we underestimate opportunities and resources. So you can kind of see where fear comes in here, right? So negative experiences, they sensitize our brain and our brain is on guard and this negativity bias is really good for survival in harsh conditions, but it's really lousy for quality of life and fulfilling relationships, obviously. So uh, inner strengths such as happiness and resilience, um, they come mainly from positive experiences. So they kind of flow through our brain and the way he put it, it's like they flow through our brain like as fast as water. Um, so we, the positive experiences, they seem to kind of be fleeting, whereas um, the negative experiences, they tend to hover and stay in the brain kind of more like Velcro. And they, he referred to as the positive experience more like Teflon, like a Teflon pan, like slipping off. So inner strengths such as happiness and resilience, they come mainly from these positive experiences. However, they kind of flow through our brain really faster. So his tip, therefore, is to the best way to compensate for the negativity bias is to regularly take in good positive experiences. And that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Okay, so then the next part in his book, he talked about the green brain and the red brain. Excuse me. And the brain was built in stages. So basically, as we know, we've evolved and our brain has basically meets, they want to meet three core needs in that safety, satisfaction, and connection. So in his book, he talked about how our basic operating system is to avoid harm, to approach reward, and to attract attached to others rather. So basically we have these three mechanizing basic operating systems um, to avoid harm, to approach reward, and to attach to others. So that connection piece. So when we experience our core needs, they're all being met and that we are, you know, comfortable. He called this the green or responsive mode. And um, that's where he referred to it as we feel a sense of peace, we're at rest, contentment, we're able to refuel and repair ourselves, and we feel a sense of love. So we're able, so this approach, so we approach life with this sense of security and fulfillment and caring. So when we're in this green responsive mode, um, we are able to better respond to threats and stress and anxiety envy and conflict. And then he referred to it as um, when, we're, we're, when we're not experiencing these core needs, when they're not being met, you know, those core needs, which were safety, satisfaction, and connection, um, what happens is, is we go into what's called a red zone. So the brain shifts into the red zone, which as we know, it's that fight, flight, or freeze reactive mode. So he called the green mode a responsive mode where it's where uh, we have a sense of peace, rest, 
contentment, um, refueling. And then we also have when we don't feel like our core needs are being met, we have and we go into that negativity bias, our brain shifts into a red mode, which he called the reactive mode. And in this red zone, your mind is basically colored by fear, frustration, heartache, and you know, you, we've all been in that red reactive zone. So his tip is to um, is to take in take in all the good and draw in more and more of those good, um, getting those needs met. So those good things in your life. So, um, so focusing on, um, these being more responsive and notice the responsive capacity of your brain. And that'll help you be in that mode more. And then also to weave in your strengths and focus on those positive experiences so that you can kind of weld, weld them into yourselves, ourselves, and also to have and rely on that sense of safety, that feeling of satisfaction and the feeling of connection and those basic needs when they're met, we're able to be more in this green or responsive mode. Yeah, I thought that was pretty powerful. And um, so then he talked all about how can we rewire our brain? So that whole first section was all about why we should rewire our brain, basically the negativity bias, um, that we go into the red reactive mode. Our brains uh, have you know evolved over the years. We still have that negativity bias. And the best thing we can do is really to experience more positive and to grow the good. And so here now, the second part of his book, which is huge, uh, is all about how, and he referred to the acronym HEAL. So um, basically this is the how. So heal yourself is the first step. So have a positive experience. So the H is have a positive experience. E for heal is enrich it. And then A is absorb it, take it in. And then the L is to link the positive experience. So kind of install it in your brain um, and link it. Maybe when you're in a negative situation, you can link it to more of a positive experience. So, um, so his tip was to take in half a dozen a day um, and just flow through your daily life and observe um, these times where there's positive experiences and then really, really enrich it. So play it up, absorb it, like take the time to really absorb it and focus on it and uh, link that positive experience. So for example, if you're in, uh, you have a tendency to get really stressed out in certain situations, try to link that positive experience of maybe some of your strengths. Uh, to that negative situation. And then maybe you'll be able to stay in that green zone, that responsive zone. So he talked all about, um, so be a good friend to yourself, really supportive and play up all these positive experiences in your life and really enhance uh, these special times and focus on them. So he was talking all about in his book too, about looking for key experiences that support your threat system. So key experiences that support it might be, you know, you have, you feel protected when you have um, a significant other that looks after and helps you with certain things. And so that helps to support the threat system. 
So yeah, so that was the heal thing. So have a positive experience, enrich it rather, absorb it and link that positive experience. The next thing he talked about is taking notice. So really noticing positive experiences. Maybe they've already been present or maybe you want to create a positive experience. Uh, He talked about being more aware of the experiences, even, even that, you know, or in the background, maybe someone else is having a positive experience and you just take awareness to it. So it's all about taking notice and be aware of the different parts of the experience, really enhance it and drag it out. So you can really notice everything about it. You know, how did you react in that positive situation? How are you thinking? What were your desires? What were your emotions? And notice your inner speech. So repeatedly take in all those emotions and take in the good of those experiences. And he suggests to do this every day, each day, and uh, to notice your own awareness in these opportunities. So that is huge, taking notice and just being aware of these positive experiences. So it's increasing your, it's kind of so it doesn't slip out like Teflon. It's like um, allowing it to absorb into your into your brain, <laughs> creating those new neural networks. Okay, so he also talked about creating positive experiences. So you create them. So just by... Um, self-activating positive experiences, you're able to create them in your life. So tune into your body and connect to the things that generate a positive feeling for you. So if you kind of think about a time, um, maybe there's a, a, a time in the past that made you feel really, really good, or maybe there is a recent event that just went on. Uh, maybe there's an ongoing condition you can savor and create that positive experience in the current moment. You can imagine the future and I think about good facts. So it's all looking about good facts. I love the way he put that in his book. Um, He also talked about sharing good experiences with others. So when you talk about, um, and studies have shown actually that when you're talking about something maybe that happened in your past, it's a positive experience, you automatically feel better and you automatically enhance the effects of that positive experience. You're reliving it, so so to speak. So it's all about creating your own positive experiences just by reliving what's happened and maybe imagining the future or looking at recent events or ongoing conditions that are around you and uh, just, yeah, so really emphasizing it. So he talked about evoking positive experiences. And the more we experience that, the more we're going to go into this nice responsive state. We can hardwire our brain for happiness and it really, really is beneficial. Okay. So then he talked about brain building. So in order to heighten this positive experience um, and convert it into neural structure, he was saying that you want to increase the duration, the intensity, and the novelty of it, and the personal relevance. So within his book, he's talking about the best way to absorb it is, um, you know, is to use tools such as visualizing it, allowing to you to sink into these ex- positive experiences and to routinely give yourself um, a basic sense of peace and contentment and love and to really deepen that absorption of this positive experience. So it helps to build it into your brain, hardwire it into your brain. So really emphasize, stay in the positive experience for long. So duration and up the intensity of it. Um, really experience it with all your senses. And this helps to break build it into your brain. 
super powerful, isn't it? Okay, so then he talked about the next how is um, flowers pulling weeds. <laughs> and that was his garden analogy. And um, so unpleasant experiences are basically a part of life, as we all know. And sometimes they do have value, right? So sometimes um, what is an unpleasant experience can lead to value in the future and learning. So um, to feel the unpleasantness of, you know, maybe you lost your child or something for a moment and you have that unpleasant, that unpleasant feeling allows you to search really, really frantically for that child. So you can see that sometimes um, unpleasant experiences are a part of life and sometimes they have value. But with the negative negativity bias, uh, it can be stored in your brain and it can have negative consequences. So it can, it's when unpleasant experiences are kind of stored there from memory and then they create um more red zone or reactive zone. And uh, so the idea is to hardwire your brain for happiness is to use your memory as kind of Okay, so you've been through that and there are going to be unpleasant experiences, but you know, how can you override it with positive um, experiences or strengths, inner strengths? Um, how can you link positive with the negative material that you maybe are getting? Your brain gets hijacked, right? So that's powerful. Like, you know, so go in there and kind of pull the weeds. And um, so what I try to do is I I have been through a divorce, but I try not to speak in any negative way about my ex because it doesn't serve any purpose. And I actually don't even talk about that situation because um, it just brings me to a negative place and kind of stresses me out. So um, it's not that I'm ignoring that it happened, but at the same time, what I'm doing is kind of pulling those weeds of my past. And now I'm just really focusing and choosing to focus so I can hardwire this happiness in. And I didn't realize I was doing it, but that's what I was doing. So kind of pulling the weeds, so to speak, so that you can focus forward and uh, focus on more dynamic, wonderful, positive um, experiences. And so, yeah, so that's a little tangent there, but <laughs> I hope it was a good example. So look for possibilities and call up positive experiences and link it with, um, if you have um, memories or negative material going on in your brain, um, the, what he's suggesting in his book is to look for possibilities of how positive experiences can be linked to that. And uh, for me, it's, you know what, I was able to meet my awesome boyfriend that I'm with now. So if I didn't go through that divorce, I wouldn't have this wonderful positive experience that I'm going through at the current moment. There you go. So full circle. Okay. So the other thing he talked about was good uses. There's so many good uses for rewiring or hardwiring happiness. Um, so basically it's, it, there's so many benefits for yourself, but for others, when you're not in this negativity bias or this red zone reactive zone, you'll have better relationships. You'll uh, interact more effectively. Um, you won't go move from a place or act from a place of fear and stress. And uh, so it, it, having and working on this hard wiring of happiness, it really does benefit everyone around you. And also it's a rewarding, it's really rewarding and it feels good to focus on the positive experiences. And it's also encouraging. Um, it also allows us to uh, look and be aware of key experiences. And, um, and it's kind of like, um, when you tap into these positive experiences, it makes you feel more encouraged and, you know, believing in yourself more. And it's all about using 
these key experiences to fill in holes in your heart from past pain. (laughs) I love the way he put that in his book. He also talked about um, taking in the good when addressing uh, depressed moods or any trauma. So try to take in the good or look for the good and the positive experience within that. Uh, He also talked how relationships is so important for appreciation and internalizing what's good. It strengthens bonds and... um, He also talked about seeing blocks um, to take in the good. So if you have a block, so you're kind of not taking in the good or you have a block to the positive experience, um, he is emphasizing that this is a wonderful chance to learn. So to learn to look for the positive experiences within it. So when faced with the challenge, I mean, we experiencing those on a regular basis, um, experience your key strengths. And if you focus on your key strengths, it can help you get through that. So you have tenacity, you have compassion, you have passion, Um, your, your key strengths, whatever they are, they can help you meet these, um, these challenges in a very responsive way. So you feel more confident. So connecting to that positive experience. Okay. So I basically thought I was done the book at this point and I was like, okay, that's a good highlight. I did my mind map. There's so much in it, but then he had this last chapter within his book and oh my gosh, it's such a big bonus. And he actually called it bonus jewels and they really are. (laughs) So I had to include them here in the highlights. This is the last little bit. I know it's a long highlight for you today, but I couldn't leave this out because I thought it was so exciting. Okay. So So he talked about how there is a collection of practices um, that can grow your key strengths. Uh, And I thought this was so powerful because um, inside ourselves, and in order to support this responsive brain, so in order to support that feeling of peace, contentment, and love, um, we need to experience safety. And so, um, so it's, it's, so in order to experience safety, in order to experience satisfaction, in order to experience connection, he made parallels of what we want to add into our life in order for us to feel that way. So this is amazing because it's literally, it helps us to grow our key strengths, uh, inside ourselves and supports our responsive brain. So I thought I couldn't leave this out. So we're supporting that responsive brain. So, um, peace, contentment, and love is realistically what it is that our responsive brain needs. And um, so in order to experience safety, he talked about upping our sense of protection, our sense of strength, our relaxation, our time refuge, our time to ourselves, um, and also see threats as resources, like see threat and resources rather clearly, because sometimes we um, misperceive with that negativity bias. So really looking at things clearly and also to feel right now, like feel okay right now and to find peace. So in order to experience safety, these, all these things like protection, strength, um, relaxation, calmness are all essential for us to kind of focus on. So those are the positive experiences we can focus on to support this experience of safety. The other one was experiencing satisfaction. So, and how we can experience more satisfaction is through pleasure, gratitude, positive emotions, a sense of accomplishment and agency. Um, and where agency is where we feel like what we do is going to make a difference. Um, enthusiasm, a feeling of fullness in the moment, contentment. Those are all ways to increase or experience satisfaction. The other thing is to experience connection. And so this feeling 
um, when you feel cared for or when you're feeling valued or there's compassion and kindness and self-compassion and a feeling like you're a good person. Um, so this is all that all these things will help increase that feeling of connection. So isn't that pretty powerful? All those things support the responsive brain and this book is unbelievable. So basically we are hardwiring our brain for happiness. It's about building, you know, that brain storm, um, basically enough to withstand, withstand rather the uh, negativity bias. So we're building this brain, um, and we're hardwiring it. So we ha- can withstand that negativity bias that was ancient and not necessarily what we need right now. And just allowing contentment and, um, a powerful sense of well-being to come to be the normal. And uh, yeah, so it's really, really important. He talks about it being just taking a few minutes each day and transforming your brain into a calm and hardwired for happiness place. So this is really, really great. He also talked about if... um, that this book is just simple and that we have the hidden power in every day to find positive experiences and that we can take in the good and we can change our brain that we don't have to let that ancient negativity bias affect us and so negatively. So if you're like me and so many people, you go through these, you know, these challenging times and our brain goes from one thing to another. We're not really paying attention. So this book is all about challenging us to stop for a few seconds and to feel and take in the positive moments that are happening all around us in order to hardwire our brain for happiness, making space for it. Wow. I hope that was helpful. helpful. Oh my gosh. I've been talking too long. Helpful for you. It was so fantastic for me. Such a great read over the weekend. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Please, if you really got a lot out of this, please write me a review. They really, really help grow the show. And if you share with your friends too, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a beautiful day. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com, where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.